0: Hello, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to another Weigh In. This is Timo coming to you live from a basement somewhere in Seattle where the pipes are dripping with water, and the landlord will be here in probably a few days. So, the next podcast might be from an underwater location. Today's guest is Dr. Sean Postma. He is a naturopathic physician. I always wonder if I say that right. Naturopath. I think it's naturopathic, doctor. But either way, he's on the show. I'm really excited to bring him to you because a lot of us, most of our experience is with normal doctors. And normal doctors, I mean, that person you go to see when you have the flu or your stomach hurts or whatever's going on with you and they typically prescribe you a pill or to see another doctor and then another doctor in that cycle. So Sean is a little bit different in his approach to how he treats people. And naturopathic physicians, as he'll explain to us, assess the whole human inside and out and i do understand that one could make the argument that regular physicians do that too and I, and they do however this is more about assessing the entire person's spiritual emotional mental and physical state that there's an understanding that everything is interconnected it's a very important aspect of his work so Today we're going to dive into anxiety specifically and some tools and strategies and tactics that we can use to navigate anxiety in our lives, whether that's a result of the last election cycle in the United States or your outfit doesn't match or you stepped in gum or some diamonds in your backyard, whatever that might be for you. And one tool specifically that we're going to cover is called the Four Directions and Dr. Postman is going to walk through these four directions that have the roots in Native American traditional healing practices. This tool is great for navigating your day-to-day, those situations I just mentioned, and can also be really helpful if you're just starting a new project, a new business, taking on a new relationship, or you're having trouble forgiving someone for what they did to you all those years ago. So without going into too much detail, let's just jump right into the conversation with dr postma and as always thank you so much for listening and last but not least open up your mind your ears and just get ready to bask in the innate wisdom of dr. Sean Postma enjoy my friends and talk to you soon all right so I hit record and everything looks good cool yeah so uh,
1: my name is Sean Postma I'm a naturopathic doctor and spiritual mentor, and um, yeah, I, I like to help people with stress and anxiety and fatigue, and using more natural medicine and um, mindfulness, awareness techniques, and more soulful practices.
0: That's. I'm really excited that you're here. Yeah, I'm really excited because to be here, you you've been you've popped up at really interesting points in my life. And have taught me so much about plants. And you're just walking with you. I learned a lot about, oh my gosh, I didn't know I could eat a root off a tree and mm-hmm. have it taste like licorice, <laughs> the licorice root or the licorice fern. Right. Uh, so really excited mm. to have you here. So thank you yeah. for taking the time. And as a naturopathic doctor, what, what is that? What is a naturopathic doctor? Yeah. What would happen visiting you versus a regular doctor?
1: Sure. Um, so as a naturopathic doctor, um, you know, I guess to say a little bit more of my story that got me into naturopathic medicine, I had worked on a fishing boat for up in Alaska for like three months and ended up getting really bad, um, carpal tunnel on both of my hands and to the point where I couldn't use like my fingers. And so at that time, I didn't really know about naturopathic medicine or any alternative medicine. And, um, the company that I worked for told me that the only option that I had was surgery. So, um, you know, not really knowing much, I ended up opting for that route and, um, you know, the surgery went fine, but I had a really prolonged healing response. Things just weren't healing and it'd be months and months and it was way past what they told me. So, um, and I went to a neurologist. I went to a physical therapist. I went all to all these different practitioners and still didn't really get all that much relief. And so I heard about a naturopath in the area. And um, yeah, I just had a really great experience. Spent about, you know, 30 minutes with me bullshitting about skiing and surfing. And, um, and you know, he really walked his talk. And one of the things that was really helpful for me is that he had me avoid, uh, gluten and and dairy. And I thought he was crazy at that time because I had just grown up (laughs) with, with dairy, you know, all my life and, you know, why bread and and bread. (laughs) And you want me to avoid these two big staples, you know, in my, in my diet. And, um, but I was, I was really needing a change. And so I ended up going through a period of time where I avoided those and I, I noticed a, a really significant difference in, in how my body felt, didn't feel as congested. I was able to like think much, much clearer and, and, um, yeah, I, I, I just healed up more, much more quickly than I would have otherwise. Mm. Um, and so that really can set off the path into looking into the school and, um, I, I really resonated a lot with the the philosophy of of naturopathic medicine.
0: And what is that philosophy?
1: Yeah, so one of the things is that we we really look at the the whole person, and and really understanding the importance that everything's interconnected. That you know sometimes uh, our 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 fatigue can be connected to how the way that we're interacting, you know, in in life or how our our digestion can um, really influence the way that we think <clears throat> I'm trying to think of some other examples here but you know every everything is really interconnected in it. so
0: thinking more if I were to go to a doctor my biggest gripe with doctors is that I go in they don't listen to me mm-hmm. and well they maybe they're listening but they're listening for a symptom and in my thoughts are okay they're just waiting to to prescribe me some sort of pill and that's going to be that so it sounds like if i were to visit you it would be more of an assessment of what's going on this guy's mind maybe his stomach is triggering the way he's thinking or he's got anxiety due to other things rather than oh you have stomach ulcers because you have stomach ulcers here's a pill for that
1: yeah. So, you know, just a, a really great example of that is that when we are in more of that stressed or anxious state, what happens is that, um, you know, our nervous system gets triggered into being more of a, a sympathetic response. And so you might've heard that as being like the fight or flight fighter. Yeah. The you reptilian know, brain re- gets activated. <laughs> yeah. Response. Um, and so, you know, when we get triggered into that response, everything um, and our from a nervous point of view starts to help our body to to run or to fight and so the energy is not really directed towards like digestion mm-hmm. for example um and so um what we see is that um there's decreased um digestive juices and you know everything starts to kind of go out the window as far as digestive functioning and um you know, it's an often overlooked thing when people come in and they have um, digestive issues. And the biggest thing I see is heartburn, for example. Mm. Um, and people are given these um, proton pump inhibitors, which... Proton pump uh, inhibitors? Yeah, <laughs> what is that? <laughs> you know, it's it's pretty much decreasing the stomach acid. Okay. Um, and the thought is that... When there's too much stomach acid that it can cause some irritation and that's why people feel this burning sensation in their stomach um, you know from a naturopathic point of view we um, see that you know those medications can be helpful in the short term but in the long term they can actually decrease the digestive functioning and, and absorption of food um, so um, you know really working with with the stress component can be really transformational, um, as far as, um, decreasing your symptoms and pain and, and whatever out. So, um, you know, the biggest thing I see now is that people are multitasking, um, so much with their food or, or just when they're eating their food. So on their phone, you know, on the computer, um, and then take a picture of the food before you (laughs) eat it and then you have to snap chat
0: the food and then you have to make a Facebook post about it. It's
1: crazy, you know, and we've all become so accustomed to, Uh, i think high levels of stress and most of us don't really realize when we're in more of that stressed state versus being in that relaxed state and Mm. that's what we really want to be in is that um that parasympathetic or um what they call uh rest and digest rest and digest Uh, yeah and this
0: is parasympathetic parasympathetic it's the opposite of the sympathetic Sympathetic. you know so that's
1: when we're in more of that um i don't know zen state you know where we're just more relaxed and Um, um, and that's going to really be helpful for digestion and, and really getting those digestive juices flowing. So oftentimes when we're multitasking and doing a million other things, more likely we're going to be in more tending towards that stress state.
0: Right. Goodness. So there's a lot of things to be stressed about. (laughs) Uh, what, what do we do about that? And how do you assess? How do you assess somebody? Uh, how how can you see whether or not they're stressed?
1: Well, there's little subtle cues. You know, sometimes we hold um, tension in our body. So, hmm. um, you know, a, a couple years ago, I, I broke my collarbone, um, and even to this day, sometimes I'll notice that my shoulder will start to elevate uh, on that side that I broke my collarbone, and it's just kind of these residual tension um that is is held there um and i think you know primarily for protection at that time but it's, you know, been three years and I'll still notice that my, mm. my shoulder elevates. And so uh, a lot of times people can um, hold this level and a uh, level of tension in their, their shoulders um, or even their face, you know, just their forehead. <laughs> uh, and so that that could be one measure. Um, the other one is that, you know, people start to get cold fingers um, or hands when they're in more of that stress state. Mm. Um the heart rate might, might start to go up a, a bit more. Um, the respiration or kind of your breathing, um, will become a little bit more thrown off or, um, people will breathe quicker or, or hold, tend to hold their breath a lot more. So mm. we'll find that people, um, yeah, I, I notice this a lot where people will, will hold their breath in. And then take this huge, huge accelerated <laughs> breath in to get their breath again, you know, and it just kind of cycles through that. Right. So oh, I forgot to breathe. <laughs> you know, just this huge breath in, and then you know that really throws off um, the heart rate, and um, so th- those are those are a couple of ways to wow. to look at how stress is.
0: Yeah. So it sounds like something in. very widely by person, but the the stress is taking such a huge burden whether physically or, or I guess mentally, depending on where the stress is, uh, then what are some things that we can do without seeing you?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, one of my favorite things or, or something I've noticed to be most helpful or effective, um, for people is diaphragmatic breathing. And, and really that's just, um, being more mindful of, of how our breath is. And, um, I, uh, I worked with a firefighter who had really severe, um, anxiety. And, uh, after I taught him some basic techniques, he came back and he told me that he ended up telling all of his, um, I know you would call them like clients or, or people that he would get calls on, um, that, that he, he found it so helpful that he was teaching other people kind of in oh, wow. those stressful situations, um, to, to be able to help calm them down. <clears throat>
0: what What is this breathing Di- Diaphragmatic breathing.
1: Yeah. So the diaphragm, um, basically lines the bottom of our rib cage and that's mm-hmm. what helps us bring in some air and, um, it's, it's a muscle, you know, like any other muscle. And so, um, uh, oftentimes we get out of, um, out of sync, you know, with being able to, to breathe. And so what happens is that we'll start to use more of our muscles in our chest to breathe. Um, so people will take this big kind of chest breath in, and we won't see any sort of movement down at the belly or, or kind of the rib cage. And we're not really utilizing or maximizing all of our breath. Um, in that case, it's going to be a lot more efficient and more controlled if we use our diaphragm. Um, and so what that would look like is that kind of, if you were to fill the bottom of your rib cage, that you would have, um, the rib cage expand out kind of front to back and from side to side.
0: Gotcha. Sort of imagining filling up my solar plexus Yeah. or maybe in this area.
1: Good, good way to
0: to think about it below the chest or something like that.
1: You can almost put your hands kind of on the side of your rib cage. And, and when you take a breath in, you know, feeling that expand out towards your hand, um, would be a a way that you know that you're using the diaphragm or, or using those muscles. So, um, yeah, there's, there's a number of qualities, um, of ideal breathing, um, that I teach people and, um, so one of the bad qualities are not so helpful is breathing through you know the the chest um The other one is kind of this irregular pattern that people will have we kind of talked about that so right. people will you know take this you know really accelerated steep breath in um hold their breath for a bit and then you know breathe out and it just kind of repeats over like that but i I like to have people imagine um like a sine wave or or just a wave in general where there's kind of these smooth um you know ebbs and flows uh, of the wave and that's how we want our breath just kind of this smooth steady um breath
0: yeah i had this image of a song sort of musical interpretation of it if you were listening to a song and it faded out and stopped and the beat disappeared and then all of a sudden it's comes back thrashing for a moment and then it's quiet again mm-hmm. for a while mm-hmm. just an irregular at an irregular pace that would right. be really annoying to listen to <laughs> right
1: yeah absolutely um and and it's stressful right to be able to, <laughs> yeah. um, to like, please turn like this that off that happened so um when we be when we uh tune our breath in to that more synchronized pace it ends up having a direct effect on the heart rate. So we'll we'll notice that the heart rate will end up sinking in with that that slow and steady breath. Um and so we might see a drop in like blood pressure or or heart rate um you know when we're when we're
0: breathing correctly. Sure. So that's really helpful. I've been diving into breathing a lot lately. I think I've talked on this podcast about breathing almost every episode at least one time (laughs) it just happens to be one of the most basic things that we do that we don't think about Hmm. at least i was forget about it or if i meet someone and i ask them to take a breath or ask them when was the last time that you have taken an intentional breath they won't have an answer for that so the world is a crazy place and there's a lot depending on how we look at it Uh, there's anxiety or things to focus in and be stressed about in every aspect of life right we've got all this technology that shows us that focuses on the lion or the tiger in the jungle while things might be peaceful elsewhere we've got wars and water polluted and food is bad what's your take on how we can sort of be better humans the, the good doctor, Sean (laughs) posts take on what we can do to survive in this jungle. Right. Uh, so, you know, there's, there's various things to
1: help us manage the, the stress and anxiety. Um, you know, and, and those, uh, you know, I think can be really helpful. Um, you know, there's, there's times when I'm focusing on my breathing while I'm in my car. Um, there's other exercises that you can do to help, um, you know with with grounding so I, I teach that a lot with people um i th- i think the thing that i get most excited about is really helping people um align with what they are truly passionate about or what has deeper heart and meaning um for them um and i i one of my teachers uh, has always taught that um the the world gets sicker when we're not following kind of our, our heart and and following our our dreams. And so that when we start to kind of awaken to that, then, then other creative solutions start to come about, um, in this world that, um, aren't necessarily there. And and we really need, need those options to, to come about, you know, for a deeper change. Obviously this isn't sustainable. So we need something kind of bigger to, to shift some patterns.
0: Mm. So it sounds like we need, a vision for ourselves
1: yeah um a, a vision for for our life and mm. um you know purpose I, yeah purpose. more than
0: just going to point a to point b
1: yeah I, I believe that we have you know each of us have something unique to offer to the world and um and that we we really need to tap into that and and to have the courage to to step into that work and and to be able to um yeah have have
0: um other people exposed to that as well Mm. what's a good way to start on that path this is is something i've been talking about is uh, traveling or becoming a traveler Mm -hmm. and saying to people well travel takes on a whole new meaning in this light is traveling on your path whatever that is and you figuring out what your destination is where you want to go Mm mm-hmm um, not necessarily. Oh, go do this travel circuit, do a hostel circuit in Australia, and go and get hammered at hostels. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you'll find your purpose there. But uh, the prospects not too high. It's a great time. Go ahead, but mm-hmm. um, be- becoming a traveler and stepping into that unknown story for yourself, maybe with a uh, with a vision. So finding a vision, I guess. If I'm telling somebody, oh, you, you got to know your purpose. Uh, you got to have a vision what are some ways that we can start thinking about what that might look like for us?
1: Yeah. So one of the things I, I, I absolutely love thinking about and, and applying to my life is something called the four directions. Mm. Um, and the four directions is, is pretty much just symbolic that, you know, we have the East, south, west, and North and, and each of those have very, um, specific, um, uh, uh I don't know, lessons or, or things that it can teach us and so um they're not just about the directions, you know, they, they represent kind of this cycle of life. Um so
0: So rather than I'm not going to go, I'm gonna look at my compass and I'm gonna walk east today and I'm gonna learn something by doing that, this is something different
1: yeah um of and course. <laughs> <laughs> well you know I, I mean that's what everyone's familiar with right sure. it's like oh this is the directions are just representing the compass kind of help us kind of get to different you know points you know if we're we're lost out in the woods or whatever exactly <laughs> yeah yeah um and so you know I, when i first started to hear this um I, I just found it really i guess enlightening you know that there's a way that we can look at nature and apply it to our own life um and so for example you know um typically in the east is is where the sun rise. and so um with that um there's kind of this new beginning it's kind of the start of a day right right um and so um we can also apply that to um, you know when we have a new child there's something come into the world where there's or even a new project so there's these new new beginnings um, that's kind of representative of of the east um, direction and so um, one of the things I found with that when we're looking for our own vision for our life is that sometimes we need to step into um, a, into a a place where it might be a little out of our comfort zone you know it's we have to to think and be exposed to something kind of new in our right. life
0: right so distilling this is a uh, way a good way to think about where we are or where i am in a day it could be a day or it could be a year and the east is okay i'm in this phase of new beginnings i'm taking on new projects a, a new podcast or starting a business or you know first-time father in your mm-hmm. case congratulations yeah, thank you very much uh and then okay so that i'm in the season of the east or in the phase of the east right. and realizing that and knowing that there are other directions that life can take at the same time mm-hmm. does, that, does that make sense Am I on yeah that? all right yeah. cool <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah Um, you know, I want to try to make this as applicable to life as well, and it can seem a bit heady and and philosophical. Um, so really, really, really grounding. And, you know, I, I love this, but I also want to be able to have a useful tool like for people. And, and really that's what I find is that we've become so disconnected from, you know, ourselves and from nature that we don't really have these guiding principles anymore. Um, so that we need another way to kind of help help ourselves. Um, you know, and I think with the East direction or kind of these new beginnings is kind of realizing or or really aligning with our own authenticity and Mm. and what feels right. And so, you know, we might have a suggestion from like a a friend or, um, you know, something that we learned from our grandma's grandma or whatever it is, you know, and, um, you know, if, if it's not authentic to who we are, then, the likelihood is it's not really going to be effective mm. or, or help. And so we get into these ruts of like, oh, meditation, you know, this is going to be the, the new thing. Um, but if it's not something that resonates like with you, it's more unlikely likely it's not going to be uh, really effective.
0: Right. So, right. Uh, yeah. So uh, along this wheel, would you be willing to walk around the directions? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So where Absolutely. should we go next?
1: Yeah. So, um, uh, you know, the, the progression here is that we go into the South. Um, and so with the South direction, um, you know, if we're moving from the sunrise and, and birth and, um, I forgot to mention that it's also representative of the springtime. Okay. Um, and then so the summer would be representative of kind of like the adolescent time, the hottest, you know, period or brightest time of the day, um, as well as our adolescence. Um, and, <clears throat> Um, it, it's also representative of, of kind of the, the healer archetype. So mm. the place that has deep heart and meaning, um, for us and the place that, um, where our passions and, um, run high, you can just imagine that time in your life as a, yeah. what are you doing in the summer? You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's so much fun and laughter and and, uh, and play oftentimes with the summer. And so mm. that's really, um, highest yeah. for us. And so, um, when I think about, think about the south it's is really aligning so we first have kind of um breaking out of old patterns and beginning something new in the east and then in the south we're really um paying attention to what has that deep heart and meaning for us and um and and really
0: following that right with this childlike or adolescent energy and doing it with laughter and fun and play and Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. A lot of times with the with the South, um, what I've been realizing is that in order to bring kind of our gifts and and talents forward into the world, there's a certain level of self-esteem work Mm. that we have to do that that people um, will have the inner critic um, come in. Mm. If they have like an idea, for example, um, you know, the inner critic might come in and tell them that, oh, no one's going to like it. Um, no one's going to be interested in this. I'm going to fail. And so there ends up being a lot of self-esteem and, and confidence um, work that needs to be healed um, in that in that self-direction. Interesting. Interesting.
0: Yeah. It's like the adolescence. Uh, what is that? What's the word? But just the problems we go through as teens. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the world is real. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and have confidence to step into it and, and become that new person um okay okay and then from the south where do we journey on
1: so from this the the south would be into more of the the west um direction and so um at this point we go into the time of sunset and um of our adulthood and kind of in the in the fall the season of the fall and um with this direction, there, there ends up being uh, a level of really needing to trust and, and trust the, the unknown or kind of the mystery, right? So if we're starting a new project, for example, there's this big unknown and there can be a lot of fear that comes up in that. And so um, really tapping into our internal wisdom uh, is the, what we call the archetype of the, of the teacher. Of the teacher, <clears throat> okay yeah and so um you know with this it's really being able to access our own inner teacher or our own inner wisdom or or our intuition right mm-hmm. and we've been so cut off from our intuition and, and really being able to trust ourselves so <clears throat> yeah it, it's it's finding those those tools and, and way to to connect um there are different types of meditations for each direction um so for the east that would be more of a standing um meditation that's when we can access um kind of higher ideals or or thoughts the south would be more of a lying meditation um, that helps access that healer archetype Hmm. whereas in the west um the meditation might be more of a sitting sort of meditation that really accesses that inner teacher or wisdom
0: interesting what what would if we're in the direction of the west what would our life be looking like let's say in the east the sun rises new project and let's say i'm starting a new business in the south i'm like this is great this is amazing i love everything everything's working out for me the resources are coming in for this new project let me know if i'm getting this right and then in the west uh what would that what would a phase of that look like to, in other words, so I could be mindful. Okay, so this I must be entering the season of this west mm-hmm. or the direction of the west.
1: Yeah. So part of part of the west is um, because we're entering into a place of the unknown, mm-hmm. and and trust that we we really have to learn how to let go of control.
0: Hence my question: <laughs> It's the unknown. What is it? <laughs>
1: um, well, I think it's a fair question. Okay. You know, and, and um, you know, it's interesting you know as much as I, I would have liked to prepare for this talk <laughs> um you know i had written out this whole long um thing of 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 um ideas and things that i'd like to talk about right? sure and i knew that you know in a dynamic of of a podcast that i would have to let go of all that control right. and that you'd have your questions and just kind of the the flow of a conversation so that it it opens up for some other possibility or, or potential when we can let go of control. Mm. So there's this aspect of being able to to listen and to gain access and, and wisdom and things that were not necessarily um available to us. Um that we can we can really listen to ourselves, um, trust that and it's almost like we get all that information, then we have to learn how to put it to the side. Yeah and, yeah, and to really kind of let it go. So part of the teacher is to be open to the outcome and not attached to the outcome.
0: It will happen or it won't happen. Yeah. Um, uh, the sun, I'm visualizing <laughs> the sun rising and then in this west direction. Of course, the sun sets in the west, but hey, the sun's going to set. Just let it happen, man. And as we enter the unknown of the night.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know, I think about the the season of the fall, you know, and we just had mm. gone through the fall, but the leaves, you know, every year they go through this process of of letting go. Mm-hmm. Right? And they go through this beautiful transformation of of color. You know, it's one of my favorite seasons. Um and just really reminds me of this process of um of letting go and and becoming better at that. And when I and when I learn how to let go, and 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 I mean, we're seeing this every every season, right? Like every day, we have this practice of of learning how to let go, and nature is is teaching us uh, us that like is the best teacher, you know? Yes. And letting go, and and it does it so beautifully. Um, and so when we can learn how to have that that greater trust um, in life, and and in the process. Um, you know, things same, things seem to be a bit like easier, right? Mm. Um, there, there can be a bit more flow to things rather than forcing something to happen or to totally have control over something. Like it doesn't feel very good to, to be in that place of, um, over control. You know, it's really yes. constricting. It's tight. Um, yeah, people it's don't bound be, to fail, right?
0: <laughs> Once it is exposed to the real world. That is it heard somebody say something about business plans that every business plan fails once it meets its first customer Hmm. as you can say the same thing for life just let let it go it's good to plan good to have the information Mm -hmm. let it go like I had notes here prepared studying what you have going on and your work and I put it all away (laughs) for the conversation
1: yeah absolutely these Directions serve as a as a kind of a guideline so if i'm yes if i'm as a as a reminder um and I'll, I'll keep on going back to them if i'm in a place where i'm stuck or um having a hard time in my life um or even you know, in my process of working with my patients right mm-hmm. you can you can begin to see like where people are at in their life and and where they may be stuck or where they may need some additional support and so now i can provide some more specific tools um, for them wherever they're at in their in their phase so you know if there's a lot more um you know someone has a vision for their life but they're not really getting much further than that then you know we may need to do some more self-esteem um work or or some deeper healing around that
0: sure okay and The last place, or maybe the last place, the yeah. north?
1: Yeah, so um, then we have the north. and um, So if we just see the progression of this happening, right? So the north would be kind of the darkest time um, of the day. Um, and it's going to be the the winter now, um, the season that we're in now. Um, and it's also the place of our, our elderhood or our elders. The north this ends up being about relationships with relationships um we we really need to be able to well one ask for support when we need it and to be able to receive um support and
0: two very difficult
1: things yeah right and so you know it's like we go through these projects and um you know we can only get so far like ourselves and we really need to be able to ask for support um in in this in this place um and <clears throat> yeah it, it it can be really difficult right especially if your trust has been broken um and and it's hard to to reach out for people um i know that the one of the more challenging things for me is um to be able to like receive the support you know there's there's um well which reminds me of um the north is typically the archetype of the warrior um uh, and so the warrior they um you know you have to know how to show up and be present, and you have to know where you stand and one of the meditations of the north is a standing meditation, and that can really access the this warrior kind of archetype.
0: Is this the warrior meditation yeah i think I think you mentioned this to me before is that standing in a standing position yep. and then looking off into the distance for some amount of time at the same point yeah so you're you're at the most basic fixating
1: your gaze on on one particular object and um, yeah you're standing there for about 15 minutes and I find that it's difficult you really need (laughs) you really need to stick with it for for that time Um, you know if you just do it for five minutes it's it's I found that it's not really enough
0: what are the benefits or what are some of the things that will happen with the warrior meditation the there the visual vision <clears throat> meditation
1: yeah so i mean if once you start to kind of stand um in your body for that long um you i mean you really come into your body and and a lot of times we can become so heady um in our thoughts and that we've we've totally lost touch like with our body and so i'll, I'll see this with you know sometimes with people who have had a lot of trauma or a lot of pain or um, you know if they're depressed or, or whatever um, you know it's really difficult to be here in this world yes and so it's much easier to be somewhere else and so um, with the warrior it's like you know we're here on this yes. earth right now and we need to be here and it, it really takes this kind of warrior energy to like show up to that and it's like as hard as it is um, you know that that's the energy energy that I think is most helpful to to help us face that. And so relationships can be so difficult, right? You know, it's like there can be some really deep pain, um, in, in yeah, relationships. That's where wars get started. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it really, it really comes down to relationships, right? Mm-hmm. Our family, our friends, you know, someone said something and now we're pissed off about it. And so, right. Really, there's a lot of forgiveness work
0: and also extremely difficult. <laughs> yeah. You know, and,
1: and, um, you know and what i think of too is is grief and if we're losing if we lost someone that um that this is kind of the place where we really need to kind of stand in that in that warrior um, place and really know where we stand this is
0: linking the archetype of a warrior with relationships and forgiveness does not sound like the warrior that's essentially sold to us or what's in our common psyche i'd say the the warrior that we all know and understand is emotionless is a fighter uh takes what he needs and leaves waste behind and like that you don't really hear about oh this warrior this guy is dealing with emotions and is such a he's he's so powerful in his forgiveness mm-hmm. this is not anything i've ever heard Yeah.
1: And, you know, I was just thinking about that when you're, when you just mentioned that is, um, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the archetypes, um, have been really distorted like over time. And so what we think about to be a man or think about to be a woman or, um, you know, and, and anything in between, you know, it's just like all of those, um, concepts have been really distorted and, and, yeah. or, or to mean something different, you know? And so, you know, when I was going through a lot of my own, uh, healing work, um, there's some, um, really, really great work by Brene Brown, Brene Brown and, mm-hmm. you know, Daring around greatly, her Darren greatly. Yeah. And she talks a lot about, um, you know, how vulnerability, um, how, how much strength it takes to be vulnerable. Yes. And so if, um, you know, if I had some, um, choices and something happened to me, you know, I can suck it up and be strong and kind of avoid the situation. But, you know, she's saying, and, and which I absolutely agree with her, that it takes a lot more strength, um, to be vulnerable and to comf- confront the situation and to work through it, you know, and, um, I see it as being like a, a, a peaceful warrior, you know, that, um, it, it's someone that knows what they, what they're going to stand for and, and, and what they're not going to stand for. And so it ends up being a lot about, um, boundaries as well. Um, what you're not going to put up with, um, and, and to be able to communicate that in a way that is, is compassionate and and loving, right. And the warrior never hesitates. Um, is is something that my teacher has told me as well. Warrior
0: never hesitates.
1: Warrior never hesitates. Um, So, you know, kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier with naturopathic medicine is that there's kind of this whole system, right? And so um, we can't just take um, the warrior in isolation that we also have, you know, our our visionary and our healer and our teacher and all these things play, in, play into it. And I think that might be one of the other issues with the warrior is that we put so much focus on it without really putting it any other emphasis on any other of the archetypes
0: is there an archetype today that you think needs to be reawakened more so than the others
1: yeah and it's a it's a really excellent question and and i can almost argue for for each of them right um uh, you know i think it comes back to that that kind of south direction of of really reigniting our own our own passion and and our own um like vision like for our life um and and having that having people um yeah get get support with that there's some um, really great work being done by michael mead um i don't know if you've familiar with him he's a name yeah he's a he's a local he's over in Bashan. okay um and i just went to a talk um from him and he's a wonderful storyteller and a lot of his work is about um kind of this very same thing is um and he calls it kind of awakening the inner genius you know that we all have like within us and um that that is really going to be the shift that we need um he talks about kind of this heroic Um, journey is that in the past, you know, the warrior would kind of push through something to happen. Um, But he's saying, you know, like now that's not necessarily what we need. You know, we need kind of another way or another approach to have a, a bigger shift in life. And so that's really kind of awakening to this desire or passion that we like have and bringing that out into the world
0: yeah yeah i think the normal warrior if i if i sort of strip everything i've read over the past years the warrior that would come to mind would be somebody who goes out and battles somebody a soldier existing in the physical world um a lot of what we're talking about here is acknowledging an unseen world that exists within us and around us and maybe that's a first step it's like, yeah, we have the emotions and everything that's going on within us, um, and this is kind of a tangent, but when you said the wa- the warrior sets boundaries and knows what the warrior stands for and stands against, mm-hmm. it's that this about forgiveness, tying it back to that forgiveness piece and how freaking difficult that can be, um, that when we are holding on to not forgiving someone, we are allowing that person free rent and free space within our within our within our boundaries mm. and as a warrior or as anybody to forgive that person is to let them let them go and mm. free up that space so you can then you can see what's hey what's going on within my lands <laughs> i've got some peace i've got i can now see the sunrise i can now move through the south and experience some of that joy i can go to the west to
1: yeah and, and, and that's. Kind of a good point, right is that um there can be some things that we're holding on to, and it's not really serving us any anymore right. you know and and it's really um taking up a lot of energy, taking up a lot of space, and um you know we we have this this cycle of of birth and death mm. and uh I think a lot of times we get stuck in kind of this place of holding on to something when actually like it's been done, you know, a long time ago. And in order Mm. for us to create space for something new, we oftentimes need to let go of of, of the thing that is, is holding us back. Um, and so, you know, back to the West is, um, going to be the place that's going to help us, you know, begin that process of, of
0: letting go. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Tear the, tear the house down create a new foundation, whatever, whatever that might be for you. Yeah.
1: You know, and, and one of the things is that it's, it's not even about um, like necessarily getting rid of something, Mm. you know, we're in a culture where we're very materialistically driven. Yes. um, Where it's like, Oh, I'm done with that um, car. I'm done with that couch. And then like, I need something, new right and yep. that newness is gonna bring this life to me <laughs> you know it's it's crazy making and we just kind of get sucked into this system where it's it's um it's its own cycle but it's not the cycle that really needs to happen on a deeper level and so um yeah um, one of the things is that sometimes it's just like a, a recycling or or building a different association or or making something old into into a new like thing um i you know i think about when the the leaves fall from a tree right it's like we see this letting go process but all of that all of those leaves that are falling are nourishing you know the the earth and nourishing for the next um um growth in, exactly. the, in the next year. And so mm-hmm. it's being broken down, it's being recycled. All those parts are still there. You know, they're just being reutilized in a in a different way. And I think that's the process that we have really forgotten and, mm. and have um ignored. Right. That's a
0: beautiful visual. It's yeah. also thinking about when the sun sets, life doesn't end. Right. W- there's all sorts of life that lives at night, nocturnal life. All sorts of creatures come out at night. The, the moon rises and provides light. Even during the new moon, we have all these... There's an entire world happening when the light is gone. And then the leaves falling, even in their death, they're colorful to remind us how beautiful letting go can be. Right,
1: right. Yeah, I, I think people have such a hard time, you know, with letting go. There's so much, like, drudge and yeah, um, so much... I don't know what it is. It's just really heavy kind of energy, and and yes. when we look at um, look at nature, it's just I mean again like the 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 changes in the color of the leaves and um, how it's such a gradual process. Almost well holding on is, to nothing is so beautiful. And and the other thing about the West is it's often a time where we're harvesting what we have kind of sown. You know, it's like yes. in the in the spring we have set these seeds. Um and then in the summer we're we're really nourishing those seeds and allowing the plant to flourish. And then in the west that's when we harvest, you know, all of all of our work. And so there's a lot of this um, you know, incoming that is allowing us to let go. Mm. Um and so if we're not really allowing ourselves to, to rest and to be nourished and really taking care of ourselves, it's gonna be much harder to to have that letting go process. So there, there needs to be a kind of an equal proportion of what's coming in to what's being let go of.
0: Yes, yeah. And the the dams we can put up can block our flow. Yeah, just imagine the hose and and kinking the hose, and what happens when you have mm. a kinked hose that one side is just going to balloon and balloon and balloon until it explodes. Right. Um, so we have gone through the four directions. Is there a central point, or is what's in the center of the compass?
1: Yeah, so, you know, each of the directions um, can vary from, from culture to culture. Mm. Um, so I think that's always important to consider that these aren't aren't hard and fast sure. kind of rules. And, and this is what I've been taught and, and how I've come to make sense of it in my own way. Um, kind of back to that authentic um, piece. Sure. To um And trying to stay as true to the traditions as much as possible, but um some of the other directions that I've learned is that we also have kind of the sky and we have mother earth mm-hmm. um, and then kind of everything in between that right so um <clears throat> yeah with with um with the earth, you know we call our mother mother earth and, uh, and and that is um you know if it wasn't for the earth, we wouldn't have food, and we wouldn't have water and um we say that um the earth is what kinda carries us and nourishes us and and um you know we do ki- live it's, here. It's kinda it's, it's it's the mother, right? Like yeah. We, we wouldn't exist without nope. all these animals and, and foods and so that we really coming into right relationship, you know, with with the earth and having gratitude for, for what is available to us. And again, it's a, it's a, it's something else that I think people would become really disconnected like yes. two and the destruction. You we're know. completely
0: disconnected. Right. I mean, we even wear rubber soled shoes that block us from the ground where yeah. we talk about letting go. Nature's in the fall, the leaves fall and then humans are busy at work raking the leaves and throwing them in bags. And then the spring and summer we're busy mowing the lawns. We're constantly at war with nature. Yeah. Right uh what <laughs> we're very much disconnected in this way so acknowledging that this world exists what what is something that we can do if we can acknowledge okay we are disconnected uh what can we do to take a step back towards earth
1: yeah um one of the things i've learned is is to see like everything around us as um being having full of life mm. um and that everything can can teach us something and and is is there for like our support. <clears throat> um but I I think one thing is really having gratitude. Mm. You know, and I I grew up Christian where we often prayed um before we ate our food and I I think over time through various things I ended up just be not really enjoying that process. And I and I think a lot of it was really kind of forced we have to pray and it has to yes. be in a very particular way mm-hmm. and I just like lost interest you know and and <clears throat> um I think through this work I have learned how to reconnect with my with my food and with water in kind of a, in a different way um and just taking taking a second and and, and pausing and yes um and yeah just just having that gratitude you know fill fill my fill my heart and and fill my spirit with with this food and and one of the things that i every year i do this kind of yearly um yearly fast Mm. um kind of out in the woods oh sweet what um, what happens there well you know i i do it with a group of um group of people in a community um, okay and um It's a kind of a a wilderness experience. You know, Mm -hmm. we all go out and we find a a spot out in the woods and, um, we don't have a tent, you know, we don't have any food or water. We don't have any books or a notebook or, you know, any, any distractions. And we're there for, you know, four days and we're just with ourselves um, and, and with nature. And so, you know, when, when you don't have food and you don't have water for a few days, you know you really really start to become grateful for what we have you know and, and especially water it's like oh man
0: you if know, we're if a, we're at your level i'm sure sh- yeah. we'll be grateful the <laughs> first time it yeah. might be a different experience you know
1: especially if it's hot out and it's 85 degrees and yeah you know it's on your third day of not having any water and, <laughs> you know people think i'm think i'm crazy for doing this but you know i've just it's it's helped me reconnect to the elements right like we can't live without water for what, like four days and people, some people say three days. Um, and we can live without food for up to up to 30 days. So just kind of the, the essential aspect of, of water, um, is, is so important. So, um, doing little things like that can be really helpful for connecting back to, to nature or, or, you know, food and, and gratitude, and fasting, gratitude,
0: mindfulness <clears throat> through meditation or whatever practice you find brings you right. here. Yep. Be here right now. Yeah. And then see life in all things, mm-hmm. whether it's a tree or. Oh, whatever you see outside nice hummingbird
1: yeah you know it's it, it's interesting because we 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 see trees we see animals out in nature and um you know they're they're around us like all the time and, and i think because we they've been in our environment for so long it's just become something that we've taken for granted mm-hmm. and um that 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 trees are giving us life you know through um, the oxygen that it's that's that a it's, big one that it's producing and um you know, obviously we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for out these without kind of the the life that is in in nature and so just really seeing um seeing nature from a different point of view can can be really helpful um so, yeah, yeah there's a go hiking <laughs> one of my favorite quotes is uh, um everything is speaking in spite of its apparent silence and, and that's I, good and i wish i remember who um who says that but we can google it yeah
0: <laughs> yeah everything is speaking in, in spite of its apparent silence apparent silence Yep. we just have to learn how to listen
1: yeah you know we need to be able to slow down enough yes to, to listen Yep.
0: oh i've i've experienced that wholeheartedly in different states but <laughs> yeah <laughs> and try to embrace that in my day-to-day too and everything you mentioned is very helpful. Awesome. So, yeah, thank you for all of that. <laughs> I'm going to have yeah. to go back and re-listen to the right. four directions.
1: Yep. And then, you know, we have the, the sky as well, which has its mm-hmm. own kind of energy. And, mm-hmm. and the, the sun, um, you know, obviously without the sun, a lot of things on earth wouldn't grow. And um, mm-hmm. in, in the light that it brings every day. Uh, and just the the pure abundance, you know. I've watched some incredible documentaries on the on the sun, and just this the the pure amount of energy that's being released on a continual. Oh, it's incredible. Uh, basis is just is have you ever seen something the sun out in
0: a through a telescope? No, that is one of the most amazing things I've ever done. On top of Haleakala on Maui, mm-hmm. so it's ten thousand feet, middle of the day. This group had a telescope pointed right at the sun so it was beaming right above us at noon mm. Ten thousand feet cl- crystal clear sky right in maui and it's the first time i ever had seen the sun up close like that it was mind-blowing the coolest thing i've ever seen through a telescope cooler in any star mm-hmm. cooler no, it's hotter probably <laughs> looking but just this living ball of plasma and i could see it moving and see mm. the sun spots it was amazing well wow. wow. highly recommend it yeah
1: yeah put anything under a microscope where you can see a little oh bit my gosh it closer. connected
0: me immediately i had a brand new appreciation mm-hmm. of the sun right. since then Yep. you know aside from all the sunburns i've had
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know and, and each of these are, are components within ourselves too mm-hmm. so you know um people see the sun as being kind of the divine masculine and the earth being mm. the divine feminine. And so that those qualities are within ourself, um, as well. And so kind of this balance of, um, you know, this, um, being able to give, um, you know, and be able to receive. Yes. Um, and so that those are, those are representative of, of those aspects in ourself. And so those can be cultivated as well
0: wow uh, i think we're at we're at an hour here my okay, friend
1: sounds good I know I can uh, keep on talking
0: i love it I, I i could go on all day with you here uh what is the best way to get in touch with you
1: yeah so um I have uh, a private practice um that's
0: skyroots healing SkyrootsHealing.com.
1: healing dot com dot com yep so right that's on. my private practice um I'm also gonna be doing some online um, classes and, um, that, um, is called dancing compass. Dancing compass. Is yeah. that
0: related to what we did here or you know, what, what we talked about? A lot of that
1: work is, um, yeah, um, some of the deeper, um, uh, like soul, soul level work. Awesome. Is going to be through the dan- uh, dancing compass and really giving people tools to, to work, um, you know, with their life and to help them. Great. Um, yeah thank you so much yeah thank you for being here man
0: really enjoyed it yeah absolutely we need more healers like you in the world thank you i appreciate it thank you sean keep
1: on with your good work (laughs) thank you